Hello, listeners. I am so excited to share this next podcast with you. Today, we're going to talk about fashion for the female medical professional. Yay! I wanted to give you a little background on where I came from with this. About 10 years ago, I was just beginning my medical training and had been taught that dressing down to fit in with my all-male counterparts was the way to be taken seriously. Furthermore, black was always best and penny loafers without toe cleavage was how a woman who wanted to be taken seriously should look. I remember rolling my eyes during this lecture when one of my female uh, uh, medical faculty was giving it and feeling like I just had my feminism stripped from my wardrobe. Luckily, not too long after that medical school lecture, I attended the first ever women in surgery convention held in Tampa, Florida. It was there I remember listening to a fashion and brand expert talk about dressing to impress and maintaining class and sophistication while look while without looking like a frumpy dumpy female doctor. After that lecture, I felt like a fashionista who was freed. I changed my outlook and began to dress as an expression of myself, styling myself in what made me feel most confident, poised, and professional. Throughout the following years, I would often hear murmurs like, her bag is too pink, or those heels are too high, or oh my, you name it, I got it. Or even, your socks are a bit too wild under your scrubs. I'm not even kidding, that actually happened. (laughs) Crazy. So anyways, balancing my love of fashion and my desire to fit in, I was really able to find a neutral place for myself. I always tried to dress professional with a bit of flair to remind myself that even if I was in a black suit, my gold accessories, a fun purse, gave me that extra little edge. But perhaps what professional meant to me may have been different from what it meant for somebody else. So I always wondered if I was being taken seriously based on my outward appearance. Was I overdressed, overdone, too female, etc.? The tradition of medicine has always been one of utmost professionalism as patients have a higher expectation for competence and trustworthiness than in other careers. But what does professionalism mean when it comes to hygiene, physical health, and style in medicine? Are the lessons of our predecessors right that as women we have to masculinize our femininity in order to provide good patient care and be seen as equals in our profession? How do patients and our colleagues truly respond to this? What's our first impression and how do we make sure it's the best? These are the questions our expert, Hallie Abrams, who is founder and lead stylist of The Wardrobe Consultant, is here to discuss today, and I'm so excited. She has a love of fashion and styling with over 30 plus years experience from New York City to the Midwest. In 2005, she launched The Wardrobe Consultant to style real people for real life. She's experienced in brand messaging and understands dressing is a form of communication and what you wear expresses who you really are. I'm so excited to pick her brain and hopefully have an excuse to purge my closet and go shopping. (laughs) (laughs) With that, Hallie, welcome. Thank you. Thank you so much for doing the Stiletto Surgeon podcast today and sharing your years of fashion experience and brand experience with us. Lord knows we need it. Well, thanks for making a house call. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for having me over. (laughs) So let's get a little, let's get started here. Kind of tell me a little bit about um, how you came into your profession, what you love about it, and um, what you find most rewarding. So I think I always had a love of fashion. I mean, I don't think, I know I always had a love of fashion, even back to like playing Barbies and dressing them up and dressing them for their day. Um, my family actually has been in retail for a few generations, so I, they were not necessarily encouraging me to go into retail. 
Um, so instead I studied marketing and communication, but I found myself always going back to help people get dressed. I had side jobs and boutiques and at Saks Fifth Avenue. Um, when I was in college, I worked in the garment center in a showroom. So it's something I always loved, even though my degree was not necessarily in fashion merchandising. And I think in some ways that was really helpful because I am able to sort of use those branding communication communication messages and that's really helpful in what I do um oh my gosh I forgot what the rest of the question was yeah I mean I think it just I mean it, you basically um know that what you wear can speak for you absolutely and, and knowing how that um impacts your community and impacts your career or patients or you know whoever you're you know with on a daily basis you're that foot forward yes um I think has a huge impact and for you, I mean, you're truly the expert in that, having all of the degrees and all the experience. So, and I'm really yeah. sort of taking, you know, for many years I worked in advertising, and whether it's a brand or a store or a, um, you know, a, a drugstore or a jewelry line or whatever, they're talking and thinking about what their brand is. And my job was to help them think about what message they wanted to get across, whether it was what they were selling that day or their overall brand message, and then create an actionable plan of how to implement, and then implement it. And I'm really doing the same thing with my clients. And that's really something that I think you're asking about putting your, your best foot forward. Um, I think that with physicians now, you're not just going to a hospital and working for someone a lot of times it is your own brand and if you're going to go into private practice you then are branding yourself so it's a little bit different i think than it was in the past and again whether it's that you're a surgeon or whether you are a dentist or whether you are in marketing or whether you own a sports facility it's still your own brand that's coming across mm -hmm. absolutely yeah and I, I mean even when you're working in the hospital now your reimbursement, especially in a hospital-based practice, is very much based off of how patients perceive you and their satisfaction scores. So you're looking at potentially monetary consequences if patients don't perceive you in a positive light. So what does that mean? I mean, does it necessarily mean that you need to go out to the store and spend thousands of dollars on clothes? No, not necessarily. But you, I, you know, and that's what I want to get your opinion on is what do we need to be doing as physicians to give us the best chance at treating our patients, diagnosing our patients and curing our patients with their trust, um, you know, and not losing that and kind of getting lost in the weeds when they see you and, you know, you look disheveled. <laughs> Well, or does that matter? I don't know. Right. So, so again, I think disheveled is a great word because I think that's a lot of it. It's not about being fashionable and looking at the runway shows and trying to mimic that, unless that's something you love and that's important to you because it's balancing what's on your inside with the outside, right? So yes, you don't get a second chance to make a first impression. And yes, as much as we would like to think that people are going to dive deep into like getting to know you, they are making judgments on your exterior. So it is your, it is a person's job to make sure that their inside is matching their outside. 
what that message is, is for the person to decide. You know, so for you, it might be like, I don't want to strip my femininity and I want to wear pink or I want to wear lipstick. But just because you're wearing pink or lipstick does not mean that you have to have a ton of cleavage showing because yes, that's uncomfortable if you're bending over a patient, if your boobs are in their face, you know what I mean? I, right. hope, I don't know if I'm allowed to say that, yeah. but like, so that's the difference or disheveled, like does your hair need to be like a whole updo? Absolutely not. But does it need to be clean and brushed and not smell bad? Yes. So, you know, there's a fine line there, but if it makes you feel great to flat iron your hair, flat iron your hair. You know <laughs> right. what I mean? Like right. there's nothing saying it, it can't be done, but I don't think, I don't think it needs to be masculinized or that your hair needs to be cut off, but there's a difference between that and it maybe being like looking like you're going to the prom or a wedding, mm-hmm. right? Absolutely. There's a difference. Yeah. If it's 11 o'clock on a Tuesday, you don't want to look like you're wearing last night's hair. Right. Absolutely. And I've, right. I've been in those situations firsthand actually with some of my male colleagues and senior colleagues and senior attendings that, you know, a blank physician will walk by female who looks like she is going to the nightclub. And who knows, I may have been guilty of it a few times during my my early years for sure. But, um, you know, and they say stuff and you automatically lose that credibility you know, I feel like, you know, that poor girl, she's probably the brightest in her class. She's probably mm-hmm. a dermatologist. She was straight A's, AOA. But man, her skirt was just a little too short. And now everybody thinks that she's just, you know, a party animal or whatever they yeah. like. Yeah. And so you don't want to have that, that necessarily that impression, but you also don't want to lose yourself either. No. Exactly. And I think we, we, for a long time in medicine, especially, were going too far that way. You know, we, we subdued our femininity. We wore those penny loafers. That was the teaching. Um, and now it's more embrace yourself, embrace who you are. Well, okay, that's cool, but what the heck does that mean? Right. You know, because right. that's different for everybody. So, so, you know, what do you see, I guess, I know you've styled physicians in the past. Mm-hmm. What do you see in present? What do you see as um, kind of the malfunctions of, of that and or the successes of that? Okay. So I would say that back when I was starting my business, so closer in the mid to, you know, early 2005 to maybe 2010, um, most of the physician, female physicians that were coming to me were wearing white coats a lot. I don't know if you're still wearing white coats when you... Again, they were more in mm-hmm. the hospital setting mm-hmm. as well, but particularly like they had their sights set on, I want to work under this doctor or I want to change. I'm in family medicine and I want to go into, um, you know, work in like new age and health in complete executive health kinds of things. Mm-hmm. So what we would work on then was twofold. One, what can you wear under your white coat? So A, you're not all rumpled and you're not too hot, right? Because it's the Mm -hmm. practical part of it. Right. So what do you wear under your white coat so it's not itchy, so it's not too hot, um, but you're looking sleek, it's not too bulky, Mm -hmm. right? And also footwear-wise, I don't think it has to be penny loafers, but you also need to walk comfortably in the shoe, right? Right. So 
if you can walk in a high heel and walk comfortably all day, more power to you. Mm-hmm. I think that's amazing. Right. But if you can't, then what shoe are you wearing that's also not like a hiking boot? Right. Yes. Right. Because sometimes you do feel like you're hiking from, you know, especially like you go to the Cleveland Clinic, you know how massive yeah. that massive. place is. I mean, you're rounding in the morning in one building, which is a mile from the other building. I mean, it's exhausting. It kills your feet. I mean, I tried to do it in heels and I just had to stop eventually because I'm like, I can't make right. it to noon. Plus, I don't think yeah. anybody can. Right. But then it doesn't necessarily need to be an orth- orthopedic sort of shoe. Right. Right? So, and I know a lot of doctors like dance goes, mm-hmm. and that's great if that works for you. Um, I'm a big fan of sort of a column of color because I think you sort of want your bottom half in some ways to just evaporate if your shoe isn't like a cool shoe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. So where your pant and your shoe are matching, it also just al- visually elongates someone. So whether you're wearing a white coat or not, it just sort of um, makes you look taller and leaner. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> so I do think the Rothies, I don't know if you've checked those yeah, out. People those love those. They're mm-hmm. really super comfortable. Mm-hmm. I tend to like the point mm-hmm. because again, it's elongating whether you're wearing a dress or a skirt or a pant. Mm-hmm. Um, a block heel is amazing. It's it's a little sturdier than like a stiletto. No offense to stiletto No, surgeon. no, I'm taken. I love um, all heels. Yeah, but a black <laughs> yeah. heel. And I think in terms of height, I think if you stick around, mm-hmm. you know, two inches or under mm-hmm. for work is probably right. Again, mm-hmm. if you can walk in a three inch, more power to you. But mm-hmm. that's the place where, you know, when you're looking like on a Zappos and yeah. you can search according to height. Right. When you get to that three plus... It, it it's harder to walk in. Right. And that's what it is. It's not a matter necessarily of it being inappropriate. It's a matter of you not shine, of your shoes wearing you as opposed to you wearing your shoes. And same with the rest of your clothes. Mm-hmm. Like you need to be wearing it, mm-hmm. not it wearing you. Right. Oh, that's great. Yeah, absolutely. Because sometimes you do, I mean, you just feel like, you know, you're trying so hard and you just can't make it right. through. <laughs> or you have to change. Like there's, there's a lot of days I'll bring my heels <clears throat> And I'll throw my little J. Crew flats in my purse, and you know I'm like I'm gonna make it. I'm gonna make, it, but I have the J. Crew flats just in case. Oh, sure, and it's a good. I always end up in the J. Crew right. flat. It's a good backup. Yeah, right. Yes, exactly. So, yes. so yeah. So I mean, I think it's. I think it's definitely nowadays. I'll tell you, I did a little research. Actually, a lot of studies do show that patients actually do prefer the white coat. Um, if you're, if especially if you're female, they prefer the white coat or some kind of professional attire. Yes. So again, that broad spectrum, like that some kind of professional attire. Like, what is that? Does that mean I need to be in a suit if I'm not wearing a white coat? What does that mean? Um. So again, from my experience with the physicians that I've worked with, if they're not wearing a white coat. Uh, the women like to either wear a dress or a third piece. So that third piece could be a, a blazer, it could be a cardigan, it could be a scarf. It's some additional piece to your outfit that makes it feel a little more finished and that you like made the effort to like fit, you know, sort of like mm-hmm. in a home mm-hmm. where a, a a room might not look finished until you have like window treatments. Yes. That's what that third piece is. Or if you take it from a, a makeup 
place. You know, you mm-hmm. can put your makeup on, but until you put mascara on, yeah, sometimes your eyes don't look done. Right. And again, I'm not saying you have to wear makeup. Right. I'm just I'm just yeah. trying to give analogies yeah. that Which sort of great. have that this aha is great. moment. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I like to call that a third piece. Again, it could even be a necklace, but mm-hmm. if you're wearing like a top and a bottom, mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be a suit. But if you put that cardigan on, all of a sudden it's like you're finished. You put a blazer on, you're finished. Um, and that's not like a tracksuit jacket. Right. Right? It, it's something, again, yeah. that's a little more Structured. professional. A lot of people like dresses just because you're done. It's one and done and you're out of there. Mm-hmm. Um, for the doctors I work with that are especially in the plastic surgery field, I think that patients coming in are looking at them to judge their aesthetic aptitude as well. It's not just their medical mm-hmm. ability. It's sort of like, would you want to go to a hairdresser that has like really bad hair? No. Right? Except right. for though my hairdresser is totally bald, but he's a guy. Okay. He looks like, he looks like Mr. <laughs> he Clean. He probably wears it well. Right. And he wears it well. <laughs> right. But in some ways it doesn't even, and it's not fair because it doesn't necessarily indicate if they're able. Right. But nonetheless, someone is coming in, they are making that judgment. So from a plastic surgery standpoint also, where a millimeter can make a difference, mm-hmm. I think that patients are judging a bit on how is it put together? Like, are they, do they understand proportion? Right. Do they understand, like, is there aesthetic current? Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean it needs to be all like label hoary where you're right. all, because that doesn't necessarily, it's sort of like the difference between being rich and being wealthy. Right. 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 You don't need to be all blinged out. Right. But they want to know that you, that your eye is in alignment with their eye mm-hmm. or better. Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> and I think that's so important. I've noticed that too. I mean, even when I personally go to see a physician or, right. I mean, in the past, plastic surgeon or whatever you do, you want somebody that, you know, is put together and again, millimeters matter. So you, you do, especially as a lay person, I would imagine make that kind of, that kind of uh, synapse between right. the two. But at the same time, you don't necessarily want somebody that's so consumed with that, that they're not a solid physician right. or surgeon. Right. So it is, it's sort of like, you know, newscasters or women running for president. Like it sort of sucks. Yeah. Because, <laughs> you know what right. I mean? You, there's so much piled on our plate, so much more than mm. is expected of men. Yeah. Um, but again, I don't think I'd go to a male plastic surgeon that like was all, you know, dandruff on his shoulders and disheveled either. Like right. you want to know that they care. So from a suit standpoint, I don't think it's you have to wear a suit. But if wearing a suit makes it easier for you and takes the stress out of getting dressed because you just, you're, not, you're like, okay, I put on that suit. Mm-hmm. Am I allowed to click on it? You could click. Can I snap? Yep, that's your snap. On a, on a podcast. <laughs> yeah. um, but, you know, you put on your suit and you put on like your silk, mm. you know, camisole underneath and yeah. you can walk out the door and that makes it easy for you. Then go for a suit. Right. But I don't think it means that you have to wear one. It's sort of like, what's the easiest way for you to be finished and polished, professional and stress-free. I like the stress-free. Mm-hmm. So 
that seg- segues into tell me about the 11 hour day. Oh, the 11 hour outfit. <laughs> At the 11 hour the outfit, 11 hour yeah. Okay. For, really, the 11 hour outfit for like the 18 hour day. Exactly. <laughs> Didn't they used to have like an 18 hour bra or something like that? I sure. Think back in the day. Um, so that is for my clients, and it's not just my, you know, mm-hmm. people in the medical field. Right. It's really, if you're a lawyer, if you're a doctor, if you're a teacher, if you're in marketing, mm-hmm. right? As women, we are going through all of these different elements in our day, and we sort of need to get dressed in the morning and be able to go through all those different things. So I like to dress my clients in an 11-hour outfit. So meaning they are not too overdressed if they're going to be the secret reader in their kid's preschool class mm-hmm. or for drop-off in the morning. They can go to the grocery store and walk around comfortably in the grocery store, but also not be too overdressed where someone's coming up to them and being like, oh, where were you today? Right? Right. But then they can go to work and be professional. They could be at an airplane. A lot of times with clients, you know, that travel, mm-hmm. we're thinking about like, okay, you have to get through right. security and go through TSA How are you and be, be on the airplane yeah. and not be wrinkled and yeah. then go to your meeting. But then at the end of the day, you might pick your kids up from school and they might be home and you're going to meet your friends out for a drink or meet your husband out for a drink. And you so you don't want to be all like frumpy and in your athletic clothes. So an 11 hour outfit can take you through all of those different things. What does that look like? So for most of the people I work with, it is usually a block heel sort of shoe, Mm -hmm. right? So it is in this time of year, a black heel booty. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes it'll be a black heel sandal or a black heel pump. Um, it is either a dress. So again, you're like one and done mm-hmm. with a third piece. So it has a cardigan over it or it has a jacket over it. Um, but it's not too dressed up, right? Mm-hmm. So it's not like a cocktail suit. Right. And it's not even a three-piece suit. And if it's a woman that doesn't like to wear a dress... It's a pair of black pants. The easiest is sort of to do a column of color. Mm -hmm. No one's going to remember the black pants that you wore on Tuesday if you wear them again on Friday. Like, they're not. A black pant is your best friend. I like that. A black top. (laughs) Yeah. You know what I mean? And then you can add your personality in that third piece. Mm -hmm. So it could be a leopard print cardigan. And I love that, by the way. So, like, that I feel like has... I don't know where I learned that, but, like, just... Being able to have that one little like, hi, right? I'm so bright. Right. <laughs> I and if love you that. like it's like a pillow. That. Yes, and if you like yeah. that, you can change those things up. Mm-hmm. No one's going to remember the column of color, and you can change up what that mm-hmm. third piece is. It can be a scarf. It can be a blazer. It could be a cardigan. It could... But if you're not into that bright hello piece, mm-hmm. it can be subdued also. Right. Great. I do think that having one piece that's a ha- that that projects your personality Mm -hmm. is really nice a if you're confident and you want to have that Mm -hmm. and b sometimes for people that are more introverted it is um it it gives a piece a conversation starter i love that so a piece of jewelry like oh you know what this was my grandmother's Mm -hmm. you know because it gives the Mm -hmm. the person on the other side of the table or the other side of the desk a chance to say like oh i really love that necklace or i really love that scarf and that makes it that makes it more human, <clears throat> right? Too. I mean, I think at the bedside, we're always trying to look for that connection, um, you know, that doctor-patient relationship, right? And if you're able to get onto that human level with your patient, that makes the bond, the trustworthiness, you know, um, all the more just easier. Yes, and, know, authentic. and authentic. It's really coming from a place right. that 
allows you to be you. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like my kids' pediatrician used to always wear like funny ties, you know, mm-hmm. like a Three Stooges tie or like a mm-hmm. Bugs Bunny tie. And, you know, that was his personality. Is a female physician, maybe you do that. I don't know. There, you know, you right. have to find what resonates with you. Mm-hmm. But um, so that's why there's rules. But then the rules need to be bent a little bit. So yeah. they work within that they fit also your body, your budget, your taste, and your lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And again, your lifestyle when you're in private practice might be different when your life than your lifestyle when you're in the hospital. Right. You and know? in residency, right? I mean, budget. You say budget, right? So, I mean, for 10 years, most of us are in training and making less than a minimum wage, trying to figure out, you know, the best Banana Republic suit that we can find while looking kind of cute and, and you know, they're never tailored right for you. So you, you're just kind of trying to fit in a little bit. For, for a good 10 years, I think that's the hardest part, at least for me, The you know, is just, oh my gosh, like I see this beautiful suit over there at Neiman Marcus, but yeah, we're not there yet. <laughs> the thing I would say that's really interesting that you mentioned was it's not tailored to you. Mm-hmm. So truly finding a good tailor mm-hmm. is the best advice I could give anyone because you could buy a $70 H&M suit mm-hmm. and have it tailored for you. Mm-hmm. You might wind up spending $50 on the tailoring, okay? Right. But it will fit you and it will look better than someone that's wearing a very fancy designer suit from Neiman Marcus mm-hmm. that is not tailored to them. Mm-hmm. And really having that tailoring, I'd rather someone buy a less quality piece and have it tailored because it will make all the difference. Did you hear that, ladies? Everybody go get your tailor now because... Yes. yes. <laughs> no, that's great advice. That is great and advice. That is, yeah. That's that disheveled, that's mm. that millimeter yeah. that makes a difference in the presentation. Mm-hmm. It doesn't need to be expensive as long as it fits you. I love it. I love it. Fabulous. So I... Um, I polled my audience before we did this podcast and basically asked, like, would you stop seeing, and we kind of touched on this, but would you stop seeing, or, you know, maybe you're meeting a physician for the first time who isn't really put together. Um, And most people, and actually I thought most people would say, no, I would still go. It doesn't matter. You know, like got to read the book, you know, not the cover, that mm-hmm. kind of, most people actually did say, yeah, I wouldn't go to them. You know, I think it's like in anything, like, I mean, if your physician is telling you to lose weight and they're 300 pounds, right. uh, can you trust that? Like, well, <coughs> thanks for the Seriously. advice doc, but right. you know, so, I mean, I know we've touched on it, but I mean, really, do you think, you, I mean, would you, would you stop seeing a physician because of that? Would I personally? Yeah. Um, yeah, again, if I had a, would I stop seeing them if I already had a relationship with them? Just say no relationship. Probably not. But if it was a first time, yes, I think that, again, it's, it's, it doesn't make me happy that that's the case, Mm -hmm. but I do think that's the reality. And I think if you're going to a, a person that is a professional in a specific field, you expect them to be walking the walk Mm -hmm. as well as talking the talk. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. so, again, it doesn't matter if it's only a physician, Mm -hmm. right? Right. If it's a a lawyer, Mm -hmm. if it's a, 
you know, a person that's in marketing, if it's a hairdresser, if it's, you want them to sort of, you know, understand it and then also implement it. Yeah, absolutely. So, So just to change into a little bit more career specific. So, well, I guess it's not even specific to us, but for an interview. Many of us are going on either residency interviews, fellowship interviews, first job interviews, second job interviews. And again, we were told you must wear that suit um, or that suit skirt. What are your comments on what an interview attire looks like um, and how to put your best foot forward there? Okay, so I think that interview attire is somewhat specific to a field. Right. So if as physicians for residency or whatever, you're told you should wear a suit, you probably should wear a suit. Mm -hmm. Right. That's the advice that you've been given. I think in more creative fields, um, people want to see a little creativity. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, you want to be remembered. So you can wear a suit sort of like we were talking about before, but put a piece of personality in it. It could be a necklace. It could be a scarf. It could be a lapel pin. Right, it mm-hmm. could be a nice belt, but something that, like, again, could be so. It could be your grandmother's pearls. Like, it doesn't right. need to be edgy. It can be. Don't classic. need to come like, in in a red suit. No, basically. no. Mm-hmm. But you could wear a red scarf or mm-hmm. a red shirt underneath mm-hmm. if that is a color that makes you feel good and powerful. Mm-hmm. If it's not authentic to you and you're going to feel all uncomfortable, like you're wearing red lipstick and you're going to feel like it's not your mouth. Yeah, don't wear it. Gotcha. Like it mm-hmm. needs to be authentically you, but that a suit can be the basis for that. That's just like the blank slate. The rest of you can come in in accessories or something like that. When it comes to a skirt suit or a pantsuit, the one thing I would say is that I think, again, back in the 90s and early 2000s, women needed to wear a skirt. Mm-hmm. I mean, I used to work for... in. I lived in Washington, D.C., but I worked uh, in Dallas, Texas. I I commuted, and I worked for the Dallas, Texas Convention and Visitors Bureau. When I was in Washington, D.C., I was allowed to wear a pantsuit. When I was in Dallas, I needed to wear a skirt suit and stockings. Wow. And it was like 110 degrees in the summer, and I was wearing nylons, and my feet, I mean, my feet were sweating, and I was like, this is so stupid. But that's what the culture was that I needed to follow. Mm-hmm. So today, I think that women can wear a pantsuit, and I also think that if footwear is your issue, um, it's easier to hide sort of comfortable shoes with pants than it is with a skirt. So I would much rather see if you need to wear like a comfort shoe, mm-hmm. that with a black pant, a black shoe, a black pant that should be hemmed a quarter of an inch to the floor, as long as it's not an ankle pant, like if it's a full length pant, a quarter of an inch from the floor with whatever shoe you're wearing. Ooh, okay. that's great that's advice. A good rule. I never know. Yeah. I'm yes. like, how much of my shoe should be showing? Yes. And I always want to like sort of touch the ground with my pants. Yeah. A quarter. But of then an inch. you're tripping over your pants sometimes. Yeah. A quarter of an inch. Quarter Got of an it. inch. Oh my gosh. Right. Great. Unless it's an ankle pant, you <laughs> right. know what I mean, or a you know more of a cropped culotte pant. Mm-hmm. Which again, mm-hmm. those are still slacks. But then the footwear matters more. If yeah. you if you have footwear issues, and I always like to build outfits from the shoe up. Okay. Because you can have an amazing outfit 
And then if you have foot or back issues, mm -hmm. you can screw up the whole outfit with the shoe. Yes. So start with the shoe, like where you're going to go for oh, the day. Like, am I walking yeah. a lot? Am I not walking a lot? Like I sometimes joke with clients, like, are these shoes you can walk in or are they valet shoes? Meaning we can valet, I can walk to the table at the restaurant and I can sit down in them. Those are valet shoes and they yes. can be beautiful, yeah. but you can't walk a lot <laughs> right. in them. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And you know, I, we actually just did our round of interviews uh, for some incoming plastic surgery um, residents a few weeks ago. And there was a couple of girls in the group who were in high shoes. And we always go on a hospital tour on these interviews. Guys, listening, you always go on a hospital tour. So make sure you're in shoes that are comfortable because I remember going on the interviews myself and there was one interview. I mean, we went to like five different buildings. We walked outside in the snow right. and I'm in like my favorite black heels, you know, and I'm like, oh my God, my feet are dying and they just got ruined with snow. I'm like so frustrated. So I remember asking the girls the other day, I was like, are any of you, are you all okay to walk like up and down the stairs here? Because it's a, it's really a thing. So it's definitely something to think about wear the pants if you right. want to wear the pants or you know that your interview is gonna mean you're gonna be hiking because yes. oh my right. god wear a shoe you can right. walk in right because it wears. never looks good if you're wobbling right and it's sort of like days. the girl at the prom that's always pulling up her strapless dress yes. right you don't want to be that you don't right. want to fidget with it you want to be able to put your shoulders back and be confident and have your true personality shine. Mm -hmm. Especially at your interview, especially at your interview. So you said pantyhose. Oh yeah. <laughs> so that happens to be like the most viral post of all my blog posts. Okay. So, which, and when it happened, it was, you know, I got a text from a client that mm -hmm. was literally started the whole thing. It was, it was not even what was scheduled to, to post that week, mm -hmm. but I got a, a text from a client and she's like, oh my gosh, I have an event to go to. I'm, you know, 45, my veins are showing. Do I wear them proud? Do I wear pantyhose? Mm -hmm. Do I look like an old lady? What do I do? Mm -hmm. And it just made me laugh, like the whole interaction. And I was like, you know what? If she's thinking this, other people might too. Right. So I wrote this blog post in literally like thousands of people every week oh, are reading it. It's, yeah. It cracks me up. Yeah. I'm like, seriously, this is the one? So the rule is that pantyhose are okay to wear mm -hmm. the sheerer the better mm -hmm. you know you don't want them to look necessarily like those legs eggs that you get at the yes at the right aid <laughs> yeah um tights black tights like the you mean like a fake tan a fake that tan. you want on your legs right yeah. you don't want that like which people call like dermatologists work. recommend right. well yeah. you can do a fake right. tan that's right. okay but yeah. it's that pantyhose that right. really looks like a pantyhose right right you yeah. want it to sort of look like your your Legs are a little airbrushed. Mm -hmm. um, you don't want to wear a pantyhose with an open toe. Mm -hmm. You don't want to see oh, that yeah. seam. Oh, that kills me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, tights are great. Mm -hmm. uh, tights work even better with a suede shoe because mm -hmm. when it go, you know, the, the mat of like an opaque tight mm -hmm. works really well with like a suede shoe. It doesn't work as well with a patent. Mm -hmm. Then you look like Minnie Mouse. Yes. Okay. Oh yeah, you do. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but oh, if you want to wear patent, if you yeah. want to wear patent, then you can wear like a sheer opaque, like sort of a sheer black. Okay. Um, that was not in ten years ago, but it is in again. Okay. So um, it's doable. It is totally doable. Just be careful. Yes. I guess. All right. And so, and then more questions. Hairstyles. Does it matter? Do we need to have our hair back? Do we need to? 
I don't know. That's probably a tough question because everybody's hair is different. But I guess as long I as think it's your probably hair done. needs to be kept, mm-hmm. right? It needs to be brushed. Mm-hmm. It shouldn't be greasy. You shouldn't have like a big bed colic in the back when you yeah. turn around. Um, but I also, like I said, I don't think it, you want it to look like you're rolling in from the night before. Right. I think so. that's this is really hard, I think, for residents in training because you are literally rolling in from the night before. I think when I mean rolling yeah. in from the night before, I mean from a night on the town. The right, right, before. right. Not from like I've worked all night or I've done an 18-hour yeah. shift or whatever. No, for sure. I just, I'm, you know, I think it's, I am so guilty of this. I mean, there are literally been days where I've been up for like 16 hours and then, I, then I'm a call. And I mean, I just look like, I mean, I do look unkempt. I mean, my hair, I'm in like a high bun, messy. I mean, things are just... that's also when you're doing your rounds. That's different than like an interview or that's different (laughs) than if you were meeting a client, like a potential Mm -hmm. facelift patient for the first time, right? If they're meeting you in your office for a consult, Mm -hmm. that's different than an emergency room consult. Right, right? true. Or a surgery rotation. Like those are different. So yes, that you might have like a high bun. And I don't mean like unkempt like that. I mean more like it's all teased and like yeah. you look like you did the walk of shame. Right. It's more what I meant <laughs> than, you right. know what I mean? Yeah. Than absolutely. like unkempt like that. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah, and you can always throw it back mm-hmm. and that's usually better than having like stray hairs everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. I'm definitely guilty. I mean. We ugh, all are. I, I mean, that's the moments, thing. Yeah. We, you know how there's like those, I just saw something of like a woman who like her makeup was all done and her hair was all coiffed. And she had just had a baby and she was breastfeeding and her boobs. And I was like, that is not what it's really like. Oh my gosh. You know what I mean? Like it's not. And so like we are human. So I don't think we need to be held to a stand, an unrealistic standard. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, it's nice to look like you put a little effort in, you know, a little effort. Yeah. And whatever that effort means to you. Mm Mm-hmm. Right, especially when we're talking about professionalism. Yes. Right. Yes. Maybe not at 2 a.m. and you've been up for 24 hours. You get a pass. Oh, my gosh. Of course, (laughs) we're human. Yeah. (laughs) So um, I I have some more questions. I think the last question here, and this is from um, another follower, was casual Friday. Casual Friday jeans. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I, I have to say that as a resident, I've always loved like when my attendings do casual Friday, usually they're always men. Like I've never really had a woman do casual Friday. They all, all come in and they're like, they're in their like nice jeans. Sometimes they put a blazer on, but they're, you know, they're like casual and chic. Yes. And I love that. But what does it mean for us? Because I feel like we can take that anywhere. Right. So cat, basically the casualization of the work wardrobe, whether it's in the medical field or others, has been this like horrible no man's land that nobody knows what it means. Mm-hmm. And so HR departments everywhere freak out because they're like, people don't know, but they want casual. Like what is business right. casual? Can we wear our game day right. t-shirts? You cannot <laughs> wear your game day t-shirts. Um, so the rule I usually say, especially when I'm talking to um, you know, a professional like women's network, we have Nestle here. So mm-hmm. I've spoken there before, or sometimes I'll speak to like incoming interns. This is the rule. If you would wear it out to a club, you probably should not be wearing it to work. If you would wear it to garden, you should not be wearing it to work. If you would wear it to a game, you should not be wearing it to work. 
And if you would wear it, did I say garden yet? Yeah. I said garden. Wait, yeah. there's one other. Wear it to going out, gardening, a game. Oh, to exercise. You should not wear it to work. That's the fourth one. So, which but, in a, an athleisure fashion, like boom, right now, that's right. probably more often than not. Yes. Yeah. Yes. People walk around in their Lululemon all day. All day. That being said, there's a ton of new technology where, like, Athleta has great pants that basically are pants. Like, you could wear them to work. Mm -hmm. They feel like they're athletic pants, but they don't look like they're athletic pants. So there's, and for men also. Cheat the system. Cheat the system. Like, Mm -hmm. J. Crew, I don't know if J. Crew has it for women. They for sure have it for men. They have these, like, techno pants Mm -hmm. that look like khakis, but they're, like, a techno material. Mm -hmm. They're life-changing for people. Yeah. I mean, it's amazing. So... There are, like, M.M. Lafleur happens to make really great women's clothes mm-hmm. that are super professional but very comfortable. And so there are a lot of things out there now that are athleisure mm-hmm. but look more professional. I love But it. you're not wearing your, like, leggings. Right. And leggings are not pants. Yes. Yes. Leggings <laughs> are not pants. Although I'm wearing them a lot right now at 20 weeks pregnant. Well, you have a pass. <laughs> you have a pass. But you gotta yeah. cover your butt. Yeah, not you. I did no idea yes, to cover my butt. The, that's it's growing rule. too. Everything's that's growing. <laughs> By the way, you cannot see her, but she's still like adorable and cute and petite and like I didn't even know she was pregnant when she oh, walked in. She's just big. so you know. She's being nice, guys. So so yes. we need to be able. So basically, we nice jeans. Nice jeans. They shouldn't be your gardening mm-hmm. jeans. They should not have holes in them. Um, I think again for work. Unless you're in a more creative field, they probably should not even have like a raw hem. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They yeah. should be a finished jean. Mm-hmm. And then adding that third piece also makes a difference, whether it's a cardigan or a scarf or a necklace or a blazer. Just sort of ups the game. Gotcha. Yes. When you think of it in like the whole, that's why even when people want to wear sneakers and they want to sort of wear them but like have it look dressed up, mm-hmm. throw on a blazer. Like, it's that juxtaposition of sort of the more casual and ha- making sure there's something a little nicer that um, that helps sort of, like, walk the line. Yeah. I love it. I love all this advice. I'm going to take it, and I'm so sorry for my husband because <laughs> as, soon as, I, as soon as I get back to me, I'm going shopping. Well, Go. I have to tell yeah. you, though, I don't think it's always about shopping. Yeah. And people are always surprised with that. Like, when yeah, I go to I, a new client's house, mm-hmm. they always are like, oh, I thought you were going to get rid of everything I have. And that's the opposite. I actually shop someone's closet first. Okay. Most of the time, people have a lot of the elements there already. It's usually adding like one or two things. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, they have like a whole new wardrobe because it's usually they're missing like key pieces. Yeah. And in my weekly blog, that's what I try to address a lot are mm-hmm. sort of these like rules and questions that come up with my regular clients mm-hmm. so that I can share it with other people. I have definitely learned a lot. I mean, I think um, accessories, I think I haven't kind of put enough emphasis on that. And that's so easy, like throwing on a cute necklace, Mm -hmm. you know, or a bangle or even like a little bag that, you know, will just help, you know, make something that I thought was kind of frumpy, maybe turn into something beautiful, you know? And I I think that that's such an easy thing and not an expensive thing. No, it's sort of like the throw pillows on your couch. Right. Exactly. That's what it is. Yeah. So I hope everybody has enjoyed this podcast. Do you have anything else that you think might be um, of use for us, you know, females in the medical profession? I think it really is 
the idea of not feeling like you need to fit into someone else's mold, mm -hmm. but being true to who you are within the realm of your profession, mm -hmm. right? So, and again, honoring thing, you know, wearing things that honor your body and the body that you have like today, because mm -hmm. there are so many people that are like, oh, well, I'm going to lose five pounds or I'm going to lose 10 pounds, mm -hmm. but you still got to get dressed tomorrow. Yeah. Like clothing is not optional in our world. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. So that honors the body you have mm -hmm. today. Um, the budget you have, you should not go broke for the clothes, you know, to, to wear clothes. And there are things that all, you can find great things at Target. You can find great things resale, right? Yeah. Your body, your budget, your taste. Mm -hmm. So if you like pink, you should be able to infuse a little pink. If you like to dress more conservatively, be more conservative. If you want to be edgy, put on a little edgy necklace. Mm -hmm. You know, there are ways to have that. And then your life. So thinking about if you're going to need to walk a lot during the day, that's always the biggest one. I think mm -hmm. shoes can like make or break the outfit, mm -hmm. but they can also make or break your back. Yes. And so making sure that you're wearing a comfortable shoe, that is like the most important in mm -hmm. building your outfit from the bottom up. I love that. And I, uh, now I'm thinking, <clears throat> you know, with a two and a half year old, I'm like, how can he destroy this outfit? Right. <laughs> How can you pee, poop, spit, right. vomit, whatever right. it is, some nasty thing will come out of you onto me of every course. time. Yes. You know, your cottage cheese in my face, whatever it is. So how do I not ruin something, too? Right. And I would also think <laughs> Or that from a patient, too, yes, right? I was going to say, in the yeah. medical field, I think that would right. also be an issue is the washability yeah. of clothing. Mm -hmm. And so thinking about that and looking at the wash and wear um, directions, mm -hmm. yeah. you know? If everything has to be dry cleaned, I mean, that's just, it's... Right. But some people like that because they, right. they farm it out. Right. They don't have to wash and it. And that's also really nice, too. You know? And <laughs> yeah. a lot of people are really liking the mm -hmm. rental subscription services for exactly that reason. It is, um, you know, and there's so many that are popping up now. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you've tried any of them. I haven't tried any. So a lot of people know of Rent the Runway because mm -hmm. of, you know, formal occasions, but they have an unlimited, so it's really like everyday and professional clothes. And there are a slew of others. I'm sort of in the midst of like trying them out so I can do a blog post about it yeah. and which ones I like and which ones I don't. Um, but environmentally, it's great because there's so many things that happen, for, you know, from mm -hmm. creating clothes, yeah. shipping them, making them, the dyes, the cuts, the all that kind of stuff. Right. So it's environmentally friendly and you don't pay for your dry cleaning. Like you wear it and you send it back. That's awesome. So yeah, I'm going to yeah. have to look into that. I, I haven't bitten like that bullet. I have a couple friends that do, especially for events and weddings yes. and whatnot. And they've had some beautiful pieces. And I'm yes. like, that is amazing. That is like an $800 dress. Right. Like you're going to wear it once and send it right back. Right. And it's, and it's really fun though for yeah. everyday stuff because yeah. again, you can have your basics, right? Mm -hmm. You can have your, your shoes that are comfortable, your great fitting pants, in your great top and then you can change up the third piece and if you get bored easily and they are really quality pieces they yeah. aren't cheap things so yeah. yeah it's a nice way to is there any company that you recommend so i do like rent the runway does an mm -hmm. unlimited mm -hmm. um lately i've been trying something called armoire style mm -hmm. um i will find i have like a referral code so for both of those so okay. basically if your listeners use it they like get a cheaper introduction offer or something like that. Got it. Oh, and thank then you. And I think 
Bloomingdale's has one now. I think Vince has Ooh. one. Rebecca Taylor has one. Ann Taylor has one. Express is starting one. Like it is, I'm telling you, popping up My mouth everywhere. is like wide open. I had no idea. Yeah. This is amazing. Yeah, I really should do this. And actually that would might feed that feeling of like wanting right. to go shopping. And, and then if you like something, yeah. very often they give you the ability to buy it at a reduced cost. So if you find that like you don't want to return something because mm-hmm. you're wearing it so much and you like it, you can just buy it. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Okay, I'm into it. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. And thank you everyone for downloading and listening to this wonderful podcast. I hope you all got something awesome out of it. I know I did. Thank you for helping us put our... our, Best our foot forward. Best foot, our best stiletto <laughs> forward. Best stiletto forward. And I do, you know, um, I might, you might, maybe you like inspired me to do the blog post about it. So people can check out my blog post yes. at thewardrobeconsultant.com. Um, and you can go. sign up. It comes out every Tuesday morning. And there's also, it's also the wardrobe consultant on Instagram and Facebook. So all those places I sort of cross populate. Yep. And follow every single bit of it because it is fabulous and we're all learning stuff. And no matter what field you're in, even if you're listening to this and you're not in medicine, I think we all can learn from this as women. If, even if you're a stay at home mom, I think it's all good. So um, if you guys have any questions, of course, you can always email me at sp at porousplasticsurgery.com. And until next time, have a great week, everyone. Thank you. Thank you, Hallie.